0: Hello listeners, it's Sanira Madani here, CEO School Podcast host, and you are in for a treat. Over the next seven weeks, we're going to be sharing exclusive interviews with the most unbelievable, unlikely CEOs who are truly just changing the game in their industries and are pioneers in what they do. Something that ties them all together, not only you're gonna recognize their names, they're fabulous, they're leaders, they are massive influencers. But what is most important about them is that they are authentic CEOs. So come join me over the next seven weeks in a beautiful series of interviews that you get to have first dibs on. So listen in from wherever you're listening in from, and you can catch these videos on YouTube and on our channels. I cannot wait for you to listen in and just learn from these guests that I learn from each and every single day. I hope you enjoy these interviews as much as I did. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling so grateful for all of you. I feel just so aligned with uh, my my calling right now. Like I feel really, really grateful. I was just taking a moment to reflect on just my journey and here we are, like after 10 years of entrepreneurship, all the amazing things that we're doing in our company, but now having an opportunity to really create an impact and to share vulnerably, the experiences that I feel like have always been left out. Like I really do feel just so called to share this authentic level of CEO, to share the playbooks, to share the journey. I hope you're feeling inspired. I hope you're feeling, you know, you know, energized and relieved. And I hope you're feeling, you know, connected. I hope you're feeling that you are seen and heard and loved because you really, really are. And I'm just so grateful for each and every single one of you that shows up here in all of our communities and just supporting me and supporting our team and supporting our companies and just supporting entrepreneurship, right? And supporting women, this is so important because nothing bad happens when women make more money, nothing bad happens. And I'm just, I'm so honored that I'm that I've just I'm in your presence today. I just wanted to share that I I feel you. I feel you. I'm gonna get emotional. Today's also my mother's birthday, and so happy birthday to Mama Shama, who is just the most beautiful woman inside and out. Who has just taught me all of these amazing values of service, of giving, of putting you know just putting your um, your best you know your best out there every day, like always working hard and trying your absolute absolute best. And that is something that I learned from my mother. And she turns 55 today, and she's very, very young. My parents are really young. They have a beautiful story. I don't know if I've I've shared the story on the podcast, but they immigrated here from Karachi, Pakistan, separately, uh, met in Chicago. I was born in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, my, my, you know, my parents bought their first business, so I grew up in a household of entrepreneurs, and it was a, it was entrepreneurship out of necessity. It wasn't sexy. It was because they did not have an education, and so my parents' American dream was to ensure that my brother and I received education, and so that we didn't have, um, you know, the sacrifices that they needed to make, and that we had every opportunity at our fingertips because we were educated, and so that we would never have to be reliant on. You know, someone else, and you know, I'm so grateful for that upbringing, and you know, the this the the sacrifices that my parents went through to provide my brother and I an education in the household that we had. We moved around a lot, right? So we moved from, you know, Dallas to Karachi, Pakistan. I lived in Pakistan. I got to experience a third world country, which is uh, very uh, impact. Like just, uh, it's, it's really hard as a child to see some of the things that you saw. And uh, provides a lot of perspective, is what I will say, in your world, especially going from America to a third world country. Moved back to Dallas, moved to Florida, and you know now my brother and I get to run our company together. And you know my mom lives across the street from me, and I, you know, I think it's 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 so incredible that we have this this family unit. But I didn't realize that I grew up so much around watching entrepreneurship. And I always thought that I needed to get my MBA, but I always had my MBA from day one. I was literally doing payroll at the age of 15 and I was stocking shelves and cleaning bathrooms and you know, wearing a chicken suit. My, my dad had a church's chicken uh, franchise. And at one point I was also wearing chicken suits. And so we were always part of the family business. And one of the biggest things that I learned was that it really was hard work that you have to put in that level of quality in your work, whether you're stocking a shelf or you're doing payroll, you know there's no job too big or too small and you say hi and you you know respect people and you treat your customers with kindness you treat your employees with kindness you tre- you know your success is not just your success it's a success for everyone and we just had this amazing abundant uh, abundance in our home even though we didn't have a lot it was always more than enough we got to experience the most incredible experiences uh, and a lot of hard stuff as well just as a family just you know and so It's just been a beautiful journey and now I'm here and as an entrepreneur and having success as an entrepreneur, but just now being able to make an impact for all of you and being able to serve my purpose and to create an impact to inspire more entrepreneurs, more female entrepreneurs to start businesses and not only to start them, but to do them well and to scale businesses and to break all of the ceilings and to break the next level of thresholds. And representation does matter, and this is why I'm here today, is to show you that you don't need to go to CEO school, right? You have everything in you to achieve everything that you want to achieve. We have, we're literally living in an age, it's 2022, the access of knowledge is literally in our fingertips. The access of resources, the access of community, the access of knowledge is now here. And so there's nothing, nothing that we can't do, we can always do the hard things and entrepreneurship is hard and it's not easy, but it's also beautiful. And it's more beautiful when you get to learn from others' experiences so that you don't have to make the mistakes and that you can learn from actual CEOs who are, who are also just like us, that are just like me, that are just like you, that are real humans, right? That are also struggling and that also have faced hardships. And so today I want to leave you just fully inspired to go all in, in your journey, as a founder, as an entrepreneur. And with that, I just want to share, say thank you for the energy that you're giving me. And without further ado, I want to invite our next guest, Arlen Hamilton. I met Arlen through a dear friend, uh, through actually Jenna, who I was on her podcast. And then Jenna was like, your story is, is, is so incredible. I need you to meet this woman named Arlen. And I was like, absolutely. And I ended up meeting Arlen and fell in love. When I tell you I fell in love, you're going to fall in love with this amazing soul, this amazing woman. Arlen is a founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, a venture capital firm investing in founders who are people of color, women, and or LGBT. Backstage Capital has raised more than $20 million and invested in nearly 200 companies. She is the founder of Runner, an operations and HR talent source for inclusive startups. Arlen was on the cover, on the cover of Fast Company magazine. And she's also authored the book, It's About Damn Time, and it is one of my favorite books. It's sitting on my nightstand today. She's also the host of a podcast called Your First Million and Demystifying Faith. Arlen and her mother also have a foundation and a scholarship for Black students at Oxford University and HBCU. Arlen is just a, you know, not only an incredible founder, an incredible CEO, her journey is also so inspiring. And I cannot wait for you to learn from her. Arlen, thank you for being with us today. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. How are you? you. I know, I know. I want to see you in person. We had so much fun at South By. We were on a panel together, you, me and Rachel Rogers, and we shut down Inc. Founder House.
1: Yeah,
0: we really did. (laughs) It was Uh, amazing. I I
1: mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. Well, that energy.
0: It was amazing. And today's conversation, I know, is going to be, you know, nothing short of amazing in this next 20 minutes. I wish we could keep you for longer. But tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got started on day zero. Right. This the conversation today is really about going from founder to CEO. But we all start somewhere.
1: Yeah, and I've been able to I'm a, I'm an investor, as you mentioned, I've invested in 200 companies now and um, with my team. And also I'm a founder, I'm a founder of a, a company called Runner. So I've I've seen it a lot, um, but I started it's, this uh, process started in about a decade ago. I was on the road with different musicians. I had worked my way up. Finally, since I was 13, I wanted to work on live music tours. After seeing Janet Jackson perform in person, and I was in the front row, and that's all how I got there is all in my book. It's about damn time. But I wanted to do that, and so it took me about 20 years to get there. But I was finally there. I was on the road with different musicians like Jason Derulo, Tony Braxton, others. And I just kept hearing about this place called Silicon Valley and about startups. And I knew I you know I used Twitter, but I didn't realize it was a startup and at one point. And so the more I learned and the more I saw people who were wealthy and famous, like making trips to Silicon Valley, I started paying attention in the hallways of those um, arenas and uh, uh, different places. And you know, listening in on conversations and uh, where people just kind of really underestimated me and really didn't think I was picking up on anything. I was paying attention. And what I realized was you got to follow the money, you got to follow what makes an interesting person interested. So I kept listening in. And I started studying, I started reading everything I could. And then I realized, man, this place, this place, you know, Silicon Valley, but it could be anywhere. This whole idea of startups is like, this could be what changes my life and changes lives of many people. And then I learned, unfortunately at the time, and you know, we're trying to change that, but I learned that 90% of all venture funding and investment dollars go to straight white men in a country where they make up less than a third of the country of the demographics. So I thought, okay, I can start my company, which was at the time, it was going to be a um, dating site for women. Um, I was I could start my company or what if I tried to raise a fund that invested in other companies so that this isn't a problem forever and it's just the same rat race. So that's really where I got the the spark. And uh, I, I will say I was, I had housing insecurity. I was on food stamps for a lot of this earlier stuff. Uh, I ended up sleeping on the floor of the San Francisco airport um, in 2015 um, and you know, A lot of things happened and um, in fall of 2015 is when things started taking a a turn.
0: I just every time you tell your story, it like just leaves me with chills. Like I literally just Mm -hmm. always I always get chills. It's just so inspiring to, you know, one you're sharing so vulnerably. Like These are moments of your life that are really, really hard to share. And when we talk about representation, you are, you are, you are really sharing all of the raw and that journey and your journey is so difficult. And you've literally hit what people may consider rock bottom, right? Rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And you found, you found hope in that rock bottom, right? Sleeping, you know, at the airports, having housing insecurity, living off of food stamps, but still having a dream and paying attention. I love that you said, pay attention right? You were listening. People underestimated you. The word underestimated is something that I've really taken away from you. I started to use that word after our conversations that you and I had. And now we've had an opportunity to do many cool things together. But this always just just lights this fire up in my belly when you say underestimated, because that is how women are perceived in the workplace today. We are underestimated, right? That is the reason why we have Less than 2% of females are even breaking, you know, a millionaire revenue. Less than 3% of venture capital is going to women. And then you talk about the minorities. These are underestimated. We're all groups of people that are underestimated. Then you talk about LGBT, like who is funding these startups? Nobody, right? Nobody's funding them. And here you are, you sat here and you learned and you paid attention. You paid attention to all the, the stale, pale, and male VCs, right, that were creating, that were making money off of other people's companies with their dollars. And you're like, how can I learn this? But how can I make an impact? How can I be a solution to the problem and actually contribute? And now you have backstage capital. You have a fund that I am, you know, I'm so honored to even have a small piece of investing in. You know, I'm so honored uh, to be part, just be in in your sphere. And you are now using those dollars. You've invested in over 200 companies. And you talk about the confidence check. Right. And remember, you're talking about the confidence check, which is the first check that a founder needs. That's more than just money. It's knowing that they can succeed. And so bravo to you. Like, I I literally Thank am just you. just have the chills. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm wearing my hoodie. One of my hoodies, it's a uh, venture catalyst. And that's what they call me on the cover of Fast Company uh, instead of venture capitalist. And I just I just love that and I've taken that and run with it because it's like, You know, it's and it's also why I teach people you don't have to be a millionaire um, necessarily to invest and catalyze other people and impact other people. You don't have to do that. Um, And you can start really, really like now. You can start now. There's crowdfunding. There's um, there's um, lending your your talents and your ear. And and like you said, confidence check. Like the the first person who invested in me was Susan Kimberlin. It was uh, September of 2015. I had been at the airport two days prior to that and put together hotel money the night before and it was $25,000. And I have raised more than, I've raised probably 30 million at this point when all put together and I've generated another 10, $15 million in revenue in different ways since then. And I will never forget that $25,000. Because up until that moment, when I was 34 years old, I had not made more than 25,000 in any given year and it was it was this moment where someone saw me she she didn't underestimate me you know she saw me and she said I don't she literally said I don't know what you're going to do with this but I know you'll do something and so I talk about being someone else's first yes catalyzing someone else and it doesn't have to be about the money or the size of the check it doesn't have to be about that it has to be about Can you instill in someone a belief and an understanding that they can do it? And sometimes that helps heal you. Sometimes you don't know if you can do it, but being that for someone
0: else can inspire. This is so incredible. You know, today's conversation is really about getting your MBA, right, about masters in becoming your authentic CEO. And I want to show today all the different faces of a CEO right it's not stale pale and male they are all diverse all unique diverse in thought diverse in industries and they don't have to be textbook ceos i would love for you to share when did you go from being a founder as your company started to becoming a ceo and what was that journey like for you
1: well so so i've been uh, the founder and managing partner for backstage since 2015 and then in september of last year i launched um, uh, my own company. So I founded it, uh, solo founder, and became the CEO for day one. And I think a lot of people who do already like know me and kind of follow my story, I think some people think that it's like a, like, it's just a title <clears throat> that I do, that I have a whole team that's just like doing everything. And then I'm over here and I kind of check in. And it's not that I have an incredible team, an absolutely uh, incredible team. Um, and we're growing very fast. But I I was so excited to start it because of the idea of being able to be in it. I didn't want to just have this project. Because I have a lot of projects. This isn't a project. This is a company. And I think, um, you know, the just going from being a founder, not very successful founder, to then being an investor, founding a, a fund that would then invest and in building to, it to what it is today, and then going back into being a founder. After having all of that empathy for founders for so long, I think has made me a better uh, CEO. And, like i said, we we have been growing um so quickly because I was able to see a pain point, and i I waited and i I bootstrapped for a while before taking in any outside capital. I did all the things that I recommend to other founders, and I practice what I preach. And I think that that, has served us well in these first eight months or so and it will continue to.
0: That's amazing. What are the things that you tell you know founders and entrepreneurs that are you know starting, that they're hungry, they're ready for scale. There's not a lot of knowledge on venture capital, right? There there, there are the you know, you know the finance bros. I don't want to learn from the finance bros. I wanna learn from real women <laughs> and you know represent yeah. like and, and, yeah. and people who represent also this other side of venture capital. And when I share my stories, like everyone's journey is so different on raising venture capital. I get asked so much about how I raise money, when I decided to raise money. So what are some advice that you have for entrepreneurs? When are they ready for investment? How should they be thinking about this? What do you tell entrepreneurs and founders?
1: It's going to vary by person, by individual. And I think that the most important thing is, yes, take my advice, take our advice. But the most important thing is to to do as much research as you can so that you can create your own uh, advice. You know, you can be your own board, essentially, to begin with, because you're going to I always say you ask 10 um, in, in, uh, venture capitalists the same question, you're going to get 11 responses. And, you know, it, it's it really does come down to that. But I think your story is so interesting. I mean, for so many reasons, I mean, you're a billion dollar woman, first of all, and I guess. Your story is so interesting because at first people weren't checking for you, right? And because they missed out and they didn't figure it out fast enough, you now have all this power and influence and ownership of your company that, you know, a lot of people give away really early. So one of the first things I tell people is I know firsthand what it feels like to be literally hungry, not just hungry, hungry, but literally hungry. And to have someone offer you something in the way of money, but to then say, I'm going to take 20 or 30 or 40% of your company for this tiny amount in the long run. So it's a lot to you personally. It's thousands of dollars, but they're asking for too much, way too much. I know what it's like to have to make that decision and to wonder, am I making a mistake? Am I ever going to get an opportunity again? But you. Ha- have to know that you are sitting on all sorts of potential. Whatever your perceived value is today will multiply. And so if you give away too much ownership today because you're concerned about the next 6 months of runway or the next thing or are we going to be able to do this or that, you are going I I believe 99% of you would regret that. There are some cases where the person on the other end of that is is the right match and the dollar the dilution is okay. But even if you're talking about friends and family and people who are are friendly, they may themselves not understand how much they're taking away from you. So I've had people come to me and say, you know, in my darkest hours, even after my first investment, I've had people come to me and say, I'll give you $50,000 to get out of this hole that you're in, but I'm going to take 10% of your your future earnings. And I had to weigh that, you know, and $50,000 seems like a lot of money, but you know what? I did a million dollar deal the other day. What if I hadn't believed in myself enough to know that I was going to become that? And I gave away, and I had to peel off 100K to that person that gave me 50K that one time back there. You know, I just think it's all about thinking through your entire narrative rather than just what the
0: chapter that you're in right now. I love that. You're thinking about the whole book, not the chapter.
1: Yes. Yeah. You
0: know, you know what's really actually, so I made, a shit ton of mistakes raising venture capital. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I gave away way too much. So my story, people didn't know about me from a uh, from like a customer standpoint, but we were building and we're building technology, so we needed the dollars. And so yeah, raising yeah. capital out of Orlando, Florida, which there was no venture capital here, even 75%, when we even talk about uh, ratio of venture capital, there's even a geographical representation of where venture capital exists. And it's, it's, it's in three states, right? It's in California, mm-hmm. New York and Boston. 75% of venture capital goes to these states. So one, tw- we're like the rest of the states are funding for the 25%. Then you add in being a woman, then you add in being a woman of color. Like I shouldn't have never been funded, right? Like there it's, it. I was a unicorn before even I got started. Right, that yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I had to give up almost 20, 20 to 30% in between every single round that I raised venture capital. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I will say that although I don't own um a lot of my company anymore at this stage i will tell you that i also needed the capital to get to where i am so it's the it's the it's the it's the, mm-hmm. the watermelon versus the grape analogy right so it's you know there and that's where like we talked about there's gonna be 12 venture capitalists in the room we're all gonna have our different opinions but it does the answer is not a one size fits all right not, And investment not, is yeah. not bad it's not bad. It's finding the right partners. It's finding the right strategic I mean, I mean, I, investors. I've in
1: 200 companies, yes. so don't I, I don't believe in that. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't,
1: it's really about I just want to give people that, uh, quote unquote, permission to believe in themselves and make to make their own decisions. That's why I say you can take some of our advice. But if you if you I call it becoming money. Right. You know that money attracts other money. It's just a proven thing. But what if you don't have it, you become it and the way you become it is that you learn everything you can because you can control that part. You do not even have to be a great reader or a great order anything you can if you listen in on videos if that's easier for you if you if reading is whatever is easier you just learn as much as you can. about the history and the present and, and think about the future, then you have so much more power than you did the day before. And so you can make these decisions and, hey, you're going to get something wrong. I get stuff wrong all the time. But that is building instinct so that a year from now, I bet, I bet you don't make the same uh, mistakes you made uh, 10 years ago. I bet you don't make the same mistakes you made two years ago because you learn from them, you craft and carve out your instincts, and you become like a laser-focused beam towards your, toward your
0: goals. It's so true. This is such a good reminder. Also, I'm learning from experience, right? Something that mm-hmm. I see that I and I love learning from is other people. Like, if I can save myself, and this is why you know building connections and friends with entrepreneurs is so important, mm-hmm. taking those online mm-hmm. courses or showing up to these summits and doing the things. And you talked about knowledge, right? Knowledge is so powerful. That is a tool that we all have that we can. We make our own decisions, but we can gain the experience, of others so quickly and then make our own decisions along that path. So I love this concept of saying, invest in yourself um, and invest Mm -hmm. in that knowledge to say, now I feel like I can go get that million dollar deal because I know how, I know how. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just tweeted about this yesterday. What'd you tweet? and And I said, I said, well, people ask me all the time, you know, what's a great investment I can make? What's a good investment? Cause they, you know, I made a lot of investments and I, I know it's a little cheeky, but I say the best investments, the best ROI return on investment is in yourself. So if you have extra money the, before you go out and try to invest in other people, you invest in yourself, invest in education, invest in uh, the conferences, invest in like, you know, taking yourself on a, on a staycation, you know, you invest in yourself. And that has bigger ROI than any one investment you might
0: make. I love it for, you know, before we close out this conversation, I know you and I are going to have plenty more amazing conversations for this audience. You know, something I've been asking all the entrepreneurs in the room today is what is your proudest moment as CEO?
1: Uh, It's going to sound corny and maybe somebody else already said it before, but it was truly the day that I was able to offer insurance to our team.
0: Oh, my goodness. And Tiffany did say that. That's literally what Tiffany said on our last conversation. But that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful.
1: I I, I didn't even hear her say that. And isn't it incredible because like that's when you know you're on the right path is is if that kind of thing is because I could say, you know, fast company, or I could say, you know, that $5 million, like, hey, Mark Hewitt invested $6 million in our fund. I could say that, but it truly was, you know, this is a little bit higher than that to me.
0: I love this so much. I love you so much. I love all of our entrepreneurs so much, because all of us here, everyone is trying to make such an impact. And it's so much, it goes so much further than you, like when you start as an entrepreneur, you want freedom of time, freedom of dollar. You're kind of selfish in your own ways of doing it. You're trying to prove something. You saw it properly, you're doing this. But what you realize along the journey is that it's actually not about you. Like as you become successful, it becomes less and less and less and less and less less about you and more and more about impact and more and more about the people around you and your team. And I actually got to have dinner with your team. I actually got to have you know there's one there's one thing that you could say that people represent their cultures represent who they are and when you break bread with with people it tells you a lot about you learn a lot about people not just through like the virtual world and you celebrated your mom's birthday uh, and i was so lucky to be part of that experience uh in austin and we got to have dinner and you invited your team to something so special and it was your family and it was your team but it was one right? It was truly your family. It was truly your family. Mm-hmm. And the people that you have around you are a true reflection of who you are as an individual. And that is something so beautiful and something so to be proud of. Arlen, you've built an incredible company. You've you're, you're built an incredible venture fund. How can people learn more about you and support you and even pitch you, right? Because you're looking for deals. <laughs> yeah. Hey, go to Arlen was
1: here on Twitter and Instagram. Um, go ahead and follow me there now. Arlen was here with an L-A-R-L-A-N was here. And then you can also go to uh, two, webs- uh, two websites, uh, backstagecapital.com, which is my website. A ton of information there about all things investment, investing and portfolio. And then you can go to Hire Runner, like H-I-R-E Runner. Co and get more information about our new company and this is something I want to talk about because this is the first time I've been able to talk about it in an event. So we launched a new we launched a new soap opera podcast and when I say that people don't know exactly what to expect but I'm telling you it's like SAG it's like um uh, recorded in a studio like real actors like really nice quality the sound design is amazing it's like something that a, a, a professional studio would do. And we launched it just a few days ago. And it's actually Runner's own soap opera. So it's called The Valley. If you go to hirerunner.co and uh, slash the valley, like back, backslash the valley, you can see the first, I think, eight episodes, because it's daily. Each, each weekday, there's a little um, few minutes of an episode. So it's just so much fun. When you watch listen to the first two or three five-minute episodes, you'll get hooked you'll want to know what happens next. And I, I want you to check it out.
0: That's so cool. Well, like that is so amazing. It was just like a project that you were just like, what was this?
1: I just have all these ideas about how to market and how to like make community happen. And so I was working on this idea because I love General Hospital so much. It's a soap opera I love. I've been watching it most of my life. So I wanted to have my own uh, soap opera, but it's kind of expensive to do that on TV. So I wanted to make it a pod, a podcast. Then COVID happened and I couldn't get it going. You know, it was like nobody was thinking about a podcast and I was like, or a podcast like this one. And I thought with Runner, I thought we're gonna have thousands, eventually thousands of people who are working at Runner to curate their own careers, which is an incredible thing that I want people to check out at hirerunner.co. And w- how cool would it be? Does, I don't know any other company, especially a recruiting company, that has its own po- podcast that's a soap opera. I don't know anybody <laughs> so I that has that. To make it all, yeah, so I decided to make it all part of the same lane. And it is so, so much fun. It's so much
0: fun. I cannot wait to check this out as a creative and as a person who's obsessed with creating community and all of it. Kudos. So amazing. I can see your cheeks just light up from here. I know how passionate you you are. We cannot wait to support you and check that out. (laughs) I will text you as soon as I see the first episode, which is happening tonight for me, because how fun is that? Arlen, thank you so much for being here today and giving us your time, your energy, your passion, your love. Thanks for just being a shining light in this world, doing incredible things. You are the face of a CEO, and this is what CEOs look like, ladies and gentlemen. This is going from founder to CEO. And uh, Arlen didn't go to CEO school, but we're here getting our MBA from Arlen. So Arlen, thank you so much for being here today. Um, Let's go support Arlen. Let's go follow her on Instagram. Let's go check out all of her amazing ideas and companies and Hire Runner, all the stuff, the Valley. Arlen, I will see you shortly in person, hopefully. Yes, yes, definitely. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline the best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO school and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag. So don't be surprised if we want to send you some, thanks for tuning into class today. And remember nothing bad happens when women make more money.